Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, 
Yeah, so, I mean, a pretty good day. Oh, and David Bodie, too. Uh, two for three and two runs in an RBI with a walk as well. Um, he's looked good so far ever since signing that $3.5 million or whatever, $3 million contract extension for five years or whatever. He's done, he's yeah. done really well. I, I like what he's done so far. Yeah, and is there anything else you want to do for that game, or do you want to bring in the caller? Oh uh, yeah, we can bring in the caller. That's fine. So we have Max from New York wanting to talk Cubs. Max, can you hear us? Hello, Max. I think right, he dropped. We're gonna, all right, we're gonna move on. Um, so yeah, the Cubs won that one four zero. And then they had their second straight shutout. Uh, Cole Hamels with seven innings scoreless. He only gave up three hits, uh, eight strikeouts, no walks. And uh, in his last two starts, Hamels has now thrown 15 innings, has allowed seven hits, only one earned run, and racked up 14 strikeouts. He also hasn't allowed a walk. And I believe there was uh, some crazy stat. I think it was like it's been like 21 innings or something like that. Uh, in which Hamels hasn't given up a walk, which is the longest streak of this season by six innings, Max. And he now has a season ERA of 2.77. And as for the offense, uh, they were hot again. It was the second straight day in which Daniel DeSalso got the Cubs on the board with an RBI single in the second. Uh, Javi and Jay Hay, uh, Jason Hayward, uh, has really hit the ball well at the beginning of the year. Uh, both of them with RBI singles in the third, followed by DeSalso's two-run double. I don't know if you remember that play, Max, when – uh, discussed to try to turn it into three, but it made uh, it had to be. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, and so that I mean it wasn't too bad. He he was out at third on the throw, um, but the Cubs were up five zero after three, and then Javi with his second straight day of a solo home run, and uh, that was his sixth this season. It tied the Cubs' lead with Contreras, like I mentioned in Game One of this series, who homered. Uh, but the Cubs bullpen was also dominant. Brad Brock with a scoreless inning and two strikeouts, and Al Webster with an inning and a, and a K. Um, Webster didn't look too hot, I think, yesterday that was. But uh, the Cubs had their second straight shutout, and it was their first uh, series sweep of the year. Uh, you know, what do you think about that, Max? For this team to get their first sweep of the season uh, 17 games in, it's a, it's a little disappointing now what we thought, uh, but it was relieving uh, come Wednesday. Yeah, uh, like you said, I definitely think it was um, encouraging to see. I mean, it's a bad – I mean, it's bad Marlins team, and I think all of us know that. But, yeah. I mean, it was good to see, like, at least we played well against them. And even, I mean, even though it is a bad Marlins team, like, we got to see Q pitch great, um, and Hamels, like you said, too. Um, so, overall, I, I thought it was a really good series down in Miami. Um, I always enjoy playing, like, when the Cubs play there. I don't know why. But yeah, I just, I, just really, I like their stadium, and I like beating them, too. Yeah, I really like their stadium. We've had a lot of success there. I know that last year we played there as near the beginning of the year, and we actually did lose that series, I want to say. That was the game. That was like 17, 18 innings. But oh, I don't even bring it back. Players. I always enjoy playing at that stadium. But you want to get into the Cubs' 5-1 victory on Friday? Yeah. Uh, so, like you said, the Cubs won 5-1. Um, they reached 500 for the first time since the first game, I think, or the second game or something. Uh, yeah. They were 9-9 and at that point. Yeah, they were nine and nine at that point. Um, Kyle Hendricks got his first one of the season. Uh, pitched seven innings with only three hits and two walks. Um, Eleven Ks too. Uh, you don't usually see that out of Hen- 
out of Kyle. So that's definitely, I mean, don't want to say encouraging, but I mean, it was, it's good to see, um, especially out of him who doesn't really, uh, you don't usually see as, I mean, a number like that, you don't, I'm not sure. I mean, one, Thomas, do you have any idea when the last time we saw like a double digit strikeout game was from him? Mm, no. I mean, the last one I can remember for the Cubs was probably Quintana. I think he had like 11, 10 or 11. Yeah. Early in the year. Um, yeah, yeah. But, no, Hendricks, he's been, he's honestly been terrible this first year minus this last start, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, other than that, um, Descalso struggled. He went over for four. Um, he did get on base once with a walk. Um, KB had a good day, two for four, two RBI, and a run scored, Um, as well as Rizzo, too. Uh, one for two with two walks and an RBI, um, and a few other guys too. Jason Hayward, um, stayed hot. He has cooled down a little bit, um, more as of lately. He went one for two with two walks. Um, mm-hmm. now Wilson Contreras too, two two for four with an RBI and a walk. So, um, I really like seeing guys walk. I mean, nine walks just that day alone. So, that was definitely um good to see that we were being patient with, uh the Diamondbacks pitchers, um, obviously they struggled, especially their starter. He only went three and two thirds, but, uh, Calk came, Matt Calk came in. Uh, they only had two pitchers after their starter only went three and two thirds. So, I mean, we didn't get to blow through their bullpen, which wasn't very much fun, but, um, Brad Brock ended up blowing it in the ninth and then Pedro Strope had to come in. Um, and he got his second save of the season. Mm-hmm. All right, and then next up, uh, the Cubs actually did eventually snap their four-game win streak. Uh, they lost yesterday 6-0, and I will be honest, Max, I didn't see a lot of this game uh, because I was, I was doing a lot of family stuff for EC yesterday and today, um, for that matter. But uh, after the offense, the Cubs only had four hits uh, in yesterday's uh, defeat. Uh, the only notable, honestly, hit was Chris Bryant's double. It was the seventh of the year. Uh, Zach Granke. Uh, the team was over five with runners in scoring position, five men left on base. And I know I got a lot of heat on social media and on Instagram about the Darvish performance um, because I was essentially saying that, you know, five innings of work, five hits and two runs, I guess that's a three walks isn't great, but seven strikeouts, um, he, I think he gave the Cubs a chance to win that game yesterday. And like I said, I didn't see a whole lot of it. Uh, but a lot of people were blaming Darvish for the loss, but like I've always said, uh, and especially when teams score like one run at the beginning of the game, uh, you never can win without a run. And our offense really didn't do anything. And you have to take a cap to Zach Franke, uh six innings, four, uh, two walks, three hits, four strikeouts, two is efficient. And it was actually kind of interesting as well, Matt. Uh, Taylor Clark, who I've never heard of, he's 25 years old. He uh, had three scoreless innings to end that game, only allowed one hit. Uh, so the Cubs just honestly didn't do anything offensively. Uh, snapped their four-game win streak, but they were able to get back in the win column today. Yeah, uh, today, um, another walk-off from da- – well, I guess I don't want to say another, but um, I think this is David Bodie's, like, seventh – I don't even know what it is. It was some, like – he's already had, like, five or – I don't remember what the number was, but he's already had, like, a pretty crazy amount of walk-offs, like, for the Cubs since he's been up since last year. Um, so Rizzo had a good day, like I had mentioned earlier today. Um, the Cubs won 2-1 to one today. Um, after I believe it was, yeah, it was Strope. Um, he blew the save in the ninth. He gave up a uh, solo homer to Jared Dyson. 
Um, so, I mean, I was like, I was pretty pissed when I had watched that and I almost shut the game off, but then I saw David Bodie was going to be up in the ninth if someone got it on and I was like, oh, I better watch. So, um, and I mean, Tyler Chatwood, wow. Six innings pitched, two hits loud, two walks in three Ks. Like what? That's wild. I don't know. Like that dude really wants to start. Like, I mean, he was saying during the spring, like, how he wants to prove himself and everything. And, like, I wouldn't say he did in the spring. Like, I think he did better than he did, like, in the regular season. But once again, you're facing, like, like a mix of minor league and major league guys. But, like, today against, like, like I'm not going to say an easy Arizona lineup because, like, you still have, like, guys up and down the lineup who can hit. I mean, David Peralta, Adam Jones, um, Jared Dyson, two for three with a walk today. Um like it's not an it's not a easy lineup, but it's it's not a hard lineup. I mean, e- either way, Tyler Chat would pitch great today. Um, that was definitely encouraging. And then Kyle Ryan, Brandon Kinsler, and C-Shack, um all gave scoreless performances. Um, then like I had mentioned, Pedro Strope um, blew the save, but we didn't end up coming to win. Thomas, did you watch any of that game or not? No, so I was in the car and I I missed it. I missed it, man. I totally okay. I was sleeping and then I woke up. It was literally like I checked Instagram and the Cubs had posted about it like seven minutes. Uh, so my post game was a little late, but no, I, I missed it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I was going to ask, um, I had missed like just a little part of it. Uh, like the, like how Javi got on, it was like a double or a double. And then, yeah. So he advanced the third on a throw. I think Contreras got walked and then, uh, Bodie did the rest. It was, a. I'm sure you saw it, but just for the listeners, it was like a the, the Diamondbacks had played in in the infield. It wasn't like a great hit or anything. Um, it was honestly, I think, just like a ground ball that kind of got through to the center fielder. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it was o- like right over the second baseman's oh, okay. head. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. But, yeah, and uh, just to further touch on that, I thought it was kind of funny yesterday. Uh, uh, I got a comment on my post that said. Someone said, it's all good. We're going to win this series tomorrow. And someone commented back to them saying, well, Tyler Chatwood's missing funny guy. And I said, you never know with the emoji, with the hands out. And then sure enough, I had to go back there today. And I was like, how about that? Laughing emoji, Chatwood was six scoreless. Keep hitting those words. It was kind of funny because, I mean, I guess I can't really blame the guy. But um, it's the game of baseball. And people forget that anything can really happen. We saw that today. Um, but Matt, yeah. I also want to touch on a stat that I found. Uh, and I want to shout out the uh, Cubs fans, and I know you know him and follow him. Uh, but the Cubs pitching this season through April 7th, which was nine games, uh, they had a 7.51 ERA, the last in the major leagues, okay? And then starting on April 8th to present, okay, the last 11 games, the Cubs are 10-10. and 10. They have a 1.73 ERA, the Cubs pitching this season, first in the major leagues since April 8th. So, um, you know – Things come around. I, I guess I don't really know what to say um, because the first seven games, I just remember myself being on repeat like a robot saying, uh, give it time, give it time. Things will mature. The situation will mature. And it wasn't necessarily that the Cubs made huge moves. Um, you know, the additions of Kyle Ryan and Tim Collins and those other uh, sleeper guys have been very key additions. But it's not like there's been huge moves, and I think – uh, it was honestly an overreaction, and um, 
it's just funny because, you know, this really came full circle, going from literally last to first in bullpen. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, like, to me, I, I mean, Brandon Kitzer was miserable last season with us. I mean, there there wasn't really much to expect when we had um, acquired him. I, yeah, I think that was a trade. I don't remember, though. Um, like, there wasn't much of, like, of him to be, requ- like, required from him, but, like, like I wasn't like at first when I saw like we we're gonna keep him when we DFA'd Dunsing who's in triple AAA now I was like a little iffy but then I had looked at like a few of his stats from like a little bit with Washington and then a few years back with the Twins like he was good and like now he's finally um hitting in Chicago like with the Cubs in the bullpen so I mean that's definitely something I've liked so far in the season too. Um, I mean, he hasn't really, I mean, I think he had maybe one performance in Texas, I want to say, where he struggled, but I mean, he's been reliable so far, um, which is good to see. And even the other guys too, Kyle Ryan and Alan Webster and Tim Collins, like they're not doing bad. I mean, they're not doing necessarily great, but. And like, when you look at it, CJ Edwards is still, and I know he just went on injured list. They probably should have mentioned that beforehand, but, um, He's on the internet with just a hand uh, scrape or whatever. I don't know. He might be off of it. But um, not having him and then also the recent news, which we also probably should have mentioned, of Brandon Morrow kind of being shut down for the moment, which is a little scary. Uh, at this point, the Cubs pitching staff has really responded. And whether or not you want to give credit to the bullpen, uh, I think you, you should give some because I know that the starters have carried those numbers the last four or five games with the recent shutouts and great pitching performances from the starters. But there is definitely some credit to give uh, to those younger guys who stepped up. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't think 90%, if not 95% of our fan base knew guys who guys like Kyle Ryan and Tim Collins were. Um, I mean, granted, we got Tim Collins late in March, remember? Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, for these guys to come in here and kind of make not a huge impact, but an impact and a positive one. Uh, says a lot about what uh, the Cubs pitching coaches and, you know, just every coach. And Joe Madden has really, I think, reined it in, in a way. 7-3 uh, in the last 10 games. Do um, you have anything else to add on that for the Cubs past week before we get to that potential? It's been very I mean, promising. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, just like you said there, um, I mean, the bullpen, uh, uh, like the last seven games, I think you said, or eight games or whatever it was, like, they've been, like, really promising, and, I mean, it's good to see, like, those, I mean, Thomas, do you remember 2000, uh, 2017, when Brian Dunsing kind of, like, came out of nowhere? I think we got yep. him from the Twins somehow, and the dude was yep. so good. Like, it's so hard to mm-hmm. see him, like, just go to trash, but, like, I mean, like, guys like that is, like, what helps you, like, I'm not gonna, like, I don't want to go too far, but that's, like, what helps you win a World Series. And, I mean, those are big words, but, I mean, if you have, vet like, a mix of veterans and a mix of, like, younger guys, like Brandon Kitzler and Kyle Ryan, like, if I'm not mistaken, both of them have had, like, postseason experience. Kyle Ryan with the Tigers back from 2012 to 2016 or whatever it was, and Kitzler mm-hmm. with the Twins, too. I mean, even if it was just a game or whatever. Um, So, I mean, just having a mix of, um, younger relievers and um, more veteran guys to to help. I mean, I definitely think that's beneficial to the team. 
Yeah, and also Brandon Kinsey. I'm not sure if he may be with Washington. Maybe they had a playoff series. Uh, once. I'm trying to think when we played them and we beat them in the playoffs, correct, Max? Did they have Kinsey that year? I want to say they maybe did. When we beat Washington? No. Washington had gotten Kinsler. I have no idea why I know this, but for some reason I remember this. They had gotten Kinsler last year at – or no, two years ago at, at the trade deadline. Two thousand. Okay. So it would be the 2017 trade deadline, I want to say. Now, okay. I might be and wrong before, on that. That's fine. We can, we'll, we'll look it up and we'll have it for you guys next week. Um, but we got to move on. And before we get into the NL Central – uh, we have a caller from New Orleans. It's Eli. He wants to talk to Volpe. And Eli, can you hear us? Yes. Yeah, hey, what's yeah. Up, what's man? What's your question? Um, so I was wondering what your you know, takes were on uh, Randy Rosario getting sent down earlier today. Max, go ahead. Um, I mean, personally for me, I mean, Randy Rosario is one of my favorite guys, like, on the team – um, I met him at the Cubs convention. He was like such a cool guy to all the, he was playing baseball with um, a bunch of kids in one of the off side rooms. Um, so, I mean, obviously it's hard to see, but he struggled so far. So, I mean, from a general management standpoint, it's like, it's not an easy choice ever to send anyone down. Um, just have, I mean, just of what I've heard from Theo um, and Jed and stuff. I mean, but really to me, like, the, he's. I think he's gonna figure it out down in AAA. I mean, I'm not even sure if he's going to Iowa or not. I know he posted a picture on his. Um, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. I we recalled Alex Mills or called up Alex Mills. No, no, no. I know that. I'm just saying, like, is he actually gonna fly with the with Iowa? Because some guys oh. I know stay with the team. Oh. And I know. Okay. Yeah, and I know Rosario posted a picture of him watching the Cubs game earlier at home, and he was still in his hotel in Chicago. So. I mean, maybe he's going. I have no idea. I mean, maybe he it's just like going out tomorrow. I assume. Yeah. So I mean, either way, I think he'll figure it out, and I'm sure he'll be back up at some point. I mean, and like. Me, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Eli. All right. Yeah. So, um, last year when, you know, as a, uh, I guess he was rookie last year. I don't remember, but he like, he honestly did like really well to the bullpen, and I'm just like, I think he can figure it out in AAA because, you know, he's done it before. And I feel like he can be, like, a really effective, you know, relief pitcher in the bullpen. Yeah, Yeah. and for me, I believe that too, Eli, because you look at it, you mentioned last year, and you were correct, it was his rookie year, and uh, a sub-4 ERA, close to a 3-5, and he runs out at 46, 13, uh, and reason back to your original question and kind of our comments on it um, about him being sent down, I think it's just because of uh, the Cubs saw something in Alex Mills uh, this spring training, I think. Uh, he only pitched in three games, but uh, five innings, he only gave up one earned. And uh, they want to give a little bit of time to uh, get sent down and kind of get back to what he was doing last year because this year, over a five ERA in seven games and um, four earned runs in just seven innings, just isn't going to cut it. I mean, um, I, I was, I, I kind of, I kind of like Alex Mills because 
last year, had, I think he had that spot start against, uh, I think it was the Red. And he, like, I thought he like, six innings, and he was pretty good. And I feel like, well, I feel like he can be a valuable piece in both years, at least for, like, the next, you know, couple days. I don't know what y'all think about that. But. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think it's always um pretty good to have um a new arm in the pen. Um and even I don't know how many games Rosario has pitched, but I think it's been quite a few already this season. So I mean it's always good to have um it's always good to have another guy in the bullpen. But Eli, we gotta move on to our next topic. Right. Uh thank you for calling um, in. Yeah, thank you for getting me on. Yeah, thank you. No problem man. All right. All right, so Max, uh, we got about five minutes here to finish this up, but uh, we're going to get into the NL Central news and notes over the last week. I'm going to start off with the Brewers. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers actually, uh, in their week in which there was a lot of media about Christian Yelich, rightfully so, uh, the team really didn't perform as well uh, as they were kind of portrayed as. I think I saw a stat saying Yelich had like 21 of the Brewers' last 25 ribbies at a point. Uh, but the Brewers, all in all, finished 3-4 and four in the last week. They won their three games set versus the Cardinals at home, and then they actually surprisingly lost three or four versus the Dodgers, including today's 6-5 to five loss after Bellinger's go-ahead homer in the ninth. Um, but none of that overshadows uh, Christian Yelts' week, and we have to go through it, Max. Uh, he had a three-home run game in Monday's 10-7 to seven victory. Uh, <laughs> that included seven RBI. Uh, then in the next game, he had another three-run homer versus the Cardinals at that point. I want to say the stat I saw was Christian Yelich had homered in all six games against the Cardinals. Up to that, I think it was like nine or ten home runs. It was just some crazy numbers. But uh, all in all, he also had an RBS single in the finale of the Cardinals game. He then homered in the first game of the four-game set versus L.A. for his tenth homer. His 11th homer came the next day in the first inning. And then on Saturday yesterday, he hit two more home runs in the Brewers' 5-0 to victory. And so far, Christian Yelich, 13 homers, 30 hits. So about half of his hits are home runs. Uh, 31 RBI, three stolen base, a slash point of 353, 456, and a 1.315 uh, on-base plus slugging number. And, you know, we sit here and we hate the Brewers, obviously, as a rival. But, wow, what a week uh, for him and... I don't care who it is, honestly, as a rival. You have to tip your cap. This dude's on pace right now. Uh, in the first 69 games of the year, the Brewers, uh, he's on pace for 39 home runs, 93 RBI, and, and sadly, honestly, probably another NL MVP. Yeah. Um, honestly, like you said, Thomas, this dude's insane. I mean, after an NL MVP uh Victor, I mean, whatever you want to call it, winning the NL MVP. Um, yeah. Like, the dude's already at 13 homers. Like, you combine our top two guys, and I don't even – like, I think Javi has five or Javi six, has is six, it? Okay, so you combine those, so, and they're still under Yelich. Yeah. Oh, wow. There are I mean, 14 teams, Max, that have yet to have 13 home runs. Wow. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's well, that crazy. Was yesterday. I do want to say that before I get people in my DMs. That was as yes as of yesterday because I was and the only reason I know that stat is because I was in uh near uh Milwaukee over Easter break and man, if I heard one person talk about Christian Yelich, I heard everyone <laughs> because 
And that and Giannis, it's funny because, you know, like all these people kind of come out of the woodwork. It goes from Aaron Rodgers, who I despise. I'm a Bears fan as well. Um, it goes from Aaron Rodgers to all of a sudden um, the Bucks and Giannis and Christian Yelich, um, teams that beforehand Wisconsin fans really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to. But that's for another show. Um, how about you get into the Cardinals week, Matt? Yeah. Um, so the Cardinals uh, three and three this week with the series loss to the Brewers, um, but did but they did win two of three versus the New York Mets um, at home at Bush Stadium. Um, they dropped the first game, um, and then they won ten, ten to two yesterday. Um, and I think they allowed a homer to. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Thomas, if you know, but I'm pretty sure Noah Syndergaard, Syndergaard homer in that today. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yep. And did you see? It was off. It was off Fowler's glove today. I think. I think that's what. Oh my gosh! Wow, yeah. that's crazy. It was off Fowler's glove. <laughs> that dude's oh, been so bad with St. Louis. I love him though, still, man. That guy is so cool on our team. Dude, every single time someone mentions him, I get the picture of um him walking in and Rizzo running up and hugging him when he walked in to like the last few days of spring training. Do you remember that after he had like yeah. agreed to a yeah. deal with yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was so awesome. Yeah, him, him, Mr. 3 a.m., and Daniel Descalso are the ghosts. Dude, in 3 a.m., Tommy LaStella, this dude has six homers. I know, and he had three Tommy walks Lestella, in the game. Dude, Tommy LaStella came, Tommy LaStella came out of his shell. This dude's like, he has as many homers as Mike Trout, Javi Baez, Wilson Gutierrez. Like, that's wild. Tommy Lista, he hasn't even he he only had like three career homers before he, he was. Does, man, I love that guy. Oh, I do too. I, I no, he's just. I wish, man, if we could bring that guy back right now, like what I would do to have that back. And I don't know if you remember this guy, but Tony Campana. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those ghosts, man, of the of the old era. And if we could have, I don't want to say this, but um, I always loved Young Starlin too. You know, just that team. Yeah, uh, dude. It brings back good memories, those teams. Yeah. Well, but, let's not get too uh, off track. <laughs> yeah, do you have anything else for the Cardinals uh, before we get into the Reds here? No, not really. All right, so the Reds, uh, they went 3-4 and four this week. They got swept by the Dodgers in L.A. It was a three-game sweep. But then, impressively, 3-4 uh, or four in San Diego. And San Diego is a team that's kind of been pretty good so far at the beginning of the season. I know they've hit a little bit of a stride lately. But they won the first three. Uh, they actually dropped the finale today by a score of four to three. But uh, the Reds, uh, with a terrible start to the week, but then finished it up okay in San Diego. And I'll let you get into the Pirates. And Benson, do you want to come on to the Pirates as well? Yeah, sure. Max, you want to start it off and then hand it over to Benson? Yeah. Uh, so the Pirates went four and one this week, um, as they had Monday and Thursday off. Um, a two-game sweep versus the Tigers. And then they won two of three versus the Giants at home. Um, Tom, or correct me if I'm wrong, Benson, but didn't they only play like a f- five inning game or something in one of Six. those? Six. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yesterday it was a rain uh, twenty game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, and speaking of the parts too, uh, Benson, I know you were pretty excited that uh, Cole Tucker made his debut for the parts. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean. Uh, we'll get to the injury here in a minute, but Cole Tucker coming up, that's that's huge for this team. He's a shortstop of the future, and uh, that home run was perfect for him yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I watched that. I was, uh, I, saw, I saw that you were at the game, or one of the game. Was it yesterday that you were at the game? Yes. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Uh, I turned it on after I saw your story, and, and then he had homered. I was like, that's pretty cool, so. Yeah, for sure. So, Ben, yes. do you have anything else to add for the Pirates? I mean, you guys sitting at 12-7 and 7 now, um, and I know you had the uh, the crazy takes, honestly, at the beginning of the year with the Pirates with this great season, but so far everything's to fruition on your side of it. Yeah, for sure. And really, like, um, just sorry about my voice, losing it here a little bit, but this Pirates team is a very injured team right now. Marte's out, Dickerson's out, Polanco's out, Chisholm Hall is out. We just got Kyle Crick back. Like, four of our outfitters are out. Yeah, this team is 12-7 and seven and the best team in the National League. They started off 1-3, and three, so I mean, we're 11-4 and four in those last 15 games. And they've been in every single game besides that I'll blow out to you guys on uh, the home opener for the Cubs. And the team has been built on their pitching. The, the starting staff, uh, I mean, the staff alone is a 2.52 ERA, a 201 dying average against. 13 of the 18 starts have been quality starts. I mean, just going through the ERAs of the pitchers, Lyles is a 0.53 ERA, Musgrove 0.81, Archer 274, Williams 259, and surprisingly, Tynan at the highest with a 312. But, I mean, this pitching is historic right now, and the fact that they're 12-7 and seven with those four outfielders out is very impressive to me. And people keep sleeping on the Pirates, but this team with the pitching and when we get our outfielders back, it's going to be a very dangerous team in this National League Central and the National League as a whole. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, you guys, I, I said in the year, um, not that I – I, I can not take credit for anything there, but I always did say that the Pirates are pesky, um, and the Pirates guys step up, and they know how to win games, and you get guys like Corey Dickerson and Marte back, um, and yeah, the fact that, like you said, Jameson Tyone, who we know is an ace, is, I want to say, uh, your worst pitcher by ERA, is that what you just said? So, you know, regression hits him well, uh, and, you know, maybe a little bit of regression with the other starters, but uh, a healthy team might negate that, and the Pirates definitely will be in there to the end, in my opinion. Max, do you have anything else to add before we get out of here? Uh, no, not much. I mean, just that, I mean, like Benson has said at the beginning of um, the season, uh, I mean, the Pirates, I mean, they're always competitive, and mm-hmm. I mean, I still think they're going to slow down, but I mean, the, the, like I said, they're a competitive team. They always are. I mean, every year, in and out, every game, um, they're always competitive, so. Yeah, so with that, Max and Benson, that's going to wrap up our 16th episode of the IV Podcast here on April 21st, here on Easter Sunday. We look forward to seeing you guys next week on April 28th for our 17th episode as the Cubs will look to continue to win more series as we've seen this hot streak kind of come about. The specific time will be to be determined, but Max and I will let you know via our Instagram. Mine is at the Cubs Wave. Max is at Wrigley News. And we'll let you know throughout the week what time it'll be at. Also, shoot us a follow if you want all the best Cubs updates on Instagram. And lastly, as always, go Cubs go. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your Easter Sunday. And enjoy the off day tomorrow before Tuesday's Game 1 versus the Dodgers. Thanks, guys. Bipolar with the check. Bipolar. I should put some crazy around my neck. Bipolar. Go crazy with you. The Ivy is produced by Benson Fector. 
The Ivy is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. For more of the Ivy content, be sure to head over to our website at baseballpodcastnet.com. Make sure to give our hosts a follow on Instagram, Thomas, at the Cubs Wave, and Max, at Wrigley News. Follow the official Baseball Podcast Network social media accounts, Instagram, at Baseball Podcast Net, Twitter, at Baseball Podcast One, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-1, YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network, and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to the Ivy. We'll see you next time.